Welcome to Breakspace. My name is Kieran, I'm your host, and in this series we're going to be taking you through some real talk about real hard-hitting topics, discussing everything mental health, focusing on stories of growth, healing, and the personal development we can gain from navigating the shitstorm of life. Every episode will intend to bring you a different topic, discussing different faces of our human condition. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Breakspace. I've got a really interesting guest on the show today, a mate of mine, Isaac, who's also known as Imagine the Rapper. I'm so excited to have him on the show and Isaac and I have actually had quite a few talks about lots of different things about mental health and you know what it's like to live in a really big city and we've just touched on so many different areas of, of life and I'm so glad to finally have you on the show. Hey Isaac, thanks for coming on the show mate. Hey mate, thanks to thanks for asking me to come up. Um, I'm glad to be here and I'm, I feel like we're going to touch on some really cool things today. We've had some cool chats already so it's good to come man, good to come. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. So I just want to start off by asking you, how did you start Imagine the Rapper? Where where did that come from? Oh, damn. I, I guess that's like a, a big, a big question. But um, music wise, I actually started, believe it or not, um, singing in a choir um, when I went to a, a Catholic school and I was like in kindergarten. And um, I guess that's from where like I first started singing. And then um it kind of stemmed from that afterwards. Like I, I moved away, went to public school and like kind of ex- expanded my horizons through like mates showing me hip hop and um, my uncle getting me onto like the Hilltop Hoods and like Cat Empire and Bliss and SO. And then it just kind of rolling into like so many other artists along the way. And, and nowadays like, um, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty big tree with all these branches now, but yeah. So eventually like um after high school i decided to do something creative like i I wrote a little bit in high school but i didn't really take it seriously until after i'd um i'd quit a chefing apprenticeship that i did after high school and decided to like start going a bit more all in um with music and just um trying to pursue that as a career path and also just yeah embracing it as a part of my journey yeah, beautiful, man. And I know that writing music is, it's like a conventional form of of poetry and art. And, you know, back in the day, like we used to have really um, standard poets and people who were really artistic and, and they had a, a structured form. However, I think these days it's it's a much more refined skill, isn't it? Because it's what I find with rapping, especially uh, listening to artists like Eminem and who goes really deep into he touches a lot on like his his experience of drugs and alcohol and what it's like to you know like lose his children and and all these sort of things and, and especially he kind of seems to encapsulate the human condition and what I love about rapping is that it seems to be a, a modern art form where people can express themselves in a really raw way and kind of make the invisible visible through their through their art form and is it is that something you've had a chance to do with with your rapping i guess i guess i've tried to to do that um at at points in time whether or not whether or not i've actually achieved that like to a a satisfactory level or not i'm not gonna go there but i think like i've I've definitely got a lot of unreleased stuff that i've kind of tried to push that um envelope more but yeah, I definitely believe that um, it's important as an artist to kind of like 
touched on these things that that matter most and and definitely mental health is a very like um close to home subject for me personally as like a lot of people can relate to it as well and i think a lot of people use music as a way of dealing with that and like helping helping them through um their problems and, and navigate like these like treacherous times that some sometimes you're in and, and it's it's a it's a good way to escape reality for a little minute if you can just like put your headphones in listen to something and drift away yeah absolutely that's the thing and you know it just triggers different parts of the brain like i was reading something the other day where there are people who literally get covered in chills when they listen to music and they're feeling like real euphoric and you you know euphoria and i suppose it does put you into a state of of bliss and awe you know what i mean and and people get into like that sort of like that trance state where they're they're feeling like completely connected and in the moment and i suppose that for a lot of people that can be a way to kind of whether it's like get things off your chest or whether it's just you know i feel like it's um it can be liberating for a lot of people because it just offers a space to kind of express yourself on the on a really raw level so yeah is is that something that 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 you find that do you do you find like there's a big shift in you when when you're on the stage rapping and oh mate definitely definitely um like live performance is like one of the craziest feelings like it's 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 kind of hard to explain sometimes to people that haven't done it but the way that i would say it sometimes it's it's almost like it's almost like a line of cocaine just out of just ambience in the air <laughs> like it's it's so uplifting and it's so invigorating like and and when when you're actually like doing it well and and the confidence just is just dripping from you and it feels it feels so like almost euphoric um and and not real sometimes especially if the crowd is big and they're actually reacting better than you had perceived in your dreams or or, or whatever the case may be and and like yeah it's it's one of the best feelings i've experienced in my life so i i definitely um yeah, I definitely love that. Wow, that's that's a really descriptive way you've you've kind of <laughs> described it there. It sounds amazing. And and like <laughs> you said, it, I'm, I suppose it, it does get you into that flow state and flow states are something which is so um important to to what it means to be human and I've I've listened to a few podcasts on on a guy who's a specialist on flow states and you know, people do get these flow states whether they're um, skydiving or you know, maybe even doing cocaine or whatever but people do get into this state of complete connection and bliss and it's so good to offer this mindset to to our audience because there are ways to to hit flow and to hit hit a state of bliss which which isn't through your conventional form of of drugs or or anything like that you can get it from experiences i've i've hit flow states from surfing um i often get flow states when when i'm doing mountain bike riding or um sometimes in the morning when i'm doing yoga like the thing is i think when you put yourself in a state where you can't think you're so in the moment that you literally can't think and you're engaged you you know what you're doing and you're 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 vibing and i get flow states sometimes when i'm having a really good conversation with someone like things are vibing you know you're having really good great conversation and you're so engaged with that person and that moment is so um just just intantalizing that you just feel like wow i'm covered in chills i'm I'm getting these this energy and i suppose that's what it's like and another thing that which um which comes up for me as well as like when you're talking about this is the fact that i think everyone deep down has a really strong need to want to have a a really 
a really deep connection with others. And in, in particular, I think people really want to be seen and heard in life. And that's not something which is, you know, you want to be seen and heard because you're a rapper or I want to be seen and heard because I'm running break space and breaking barriers. That's not just your eye. That's everyone. I think everyone has an innate need to want to be understood and wanted to be seen and heard. And I feel like that's why I started break space is because or breaking barriers in particular, because I wanted to create a community where I could surround myself with like-minded people and cut away all the bullshit, which doesn't matter and cut straight to things which are raw, talking about life, talking about mental health, talking about things which matter and surrounding yourself with those people. And that seems like what you've done. You've created yourself a community. And I suppose when you, when you rap or when you're out there on the stage, it gives you a chance to be heard and to be seen, which I think is fundamental to, to being human. Um, so is, is, is this something which, which you've ever like looked into that feeling of like community through rapping as well? Have you had a chance to, to meet people or go places? Like, tell me a bit about that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I definitely agree with what you've been saying 100%, but yeah, definitely music as a community is amazing. Um, I can't, I can't even count how many people that I've met, um, and, and made fr- friendships with that like some people I consider my family now that I've met through music that I wouldn't have like otherwise um like I I moved to Sydney with someone that I I met through a writing camp I I've traveled to Brisbane and stayed at multiple people's houses that I've just met through music like I've worked with artists across the country and it's like it's the list is endless with like how big the community is and yet it's so small at the same time um because everybody knows somebody and it's just like a big spider web of love if if uh, and it's it's really it's really great to be able to work with your peers and um like and build the the scene together i think um yeah i, th- I think i think definitely like i've i've embraced the the community that's that out is out there for hip hop and music in general. And I, I think, um, I, th- I think definitely a lot of people are out there searching for something that's, they want to be heard. They want to, they want to feel something. They want to feel the passion with, with another person and, um, or a group of people like, yeah. <laughs> oh, you're, you're preaching to the choir, you know? And the thing is <laughs> when, when people, don't get that level of um, satisfaction through a sense of connections and community, that's when shit can unravel. That's when, when like mental illness can ensue, you know? And the thing is like, when you think about it, we've, we've basically had these such sophisticated brains, which have been um, evolving over millions and millions of years. And we basically exist today and we survive thanks to um, our interdependence with other people. Like we, we owe our complete, livelihoods and and our society and our uh, basically um where we are today is a result of, of just thousands and thousands of years of codependence on other people and having people have your back and having people help you and be there with you and one thing i was thinking about this morning is the fact that they say that it takes a village to raise a child and these days you know, so many people are raising children on their own. They're basically carrying so much on their back. And, and basically there's, there's so much weight that people are carrying, you know what I mean? And, and the fact that, um, 
if we if we don't have connections and if we can't be seen and if we can't be heard, then basically that's that's isolation and that's social deprivation. And I was reading a really crazy book by um, Bruce Hood called called The Domesticated Brain, and he said that the the most extreme form of torture is um, is loneliness and and is to put people into solitary confinement and actually completely strip people away from everything of what it means to be human and um yeah like the thing is we we need each other and we need to be there for one another and i just find that at the moment um living in a a big city like sydney it's a we're we're so interconnected and we have like you know an amazing um we have all these services and we have so much happening for us but at the same time people are just becoming so much more disconnected as the day goes on and I was, I was only watching last night the, the Social Dilemma on Netflix, and it really shows you how much social media is fucking people up, especially people who are like 13, 14, and, and they've actually um, started like, you know, primary school and the start of high school with, with social media. And I'm sure we were both lucky enough to, to go through school, um, mainly go through most of school without that. Um, like we had it here and there when I was in like later in year, year 10, 11 and 12, but it wasn't as bad as it is today. And it's getting to the point where I might be driving around Sydney and I'll, I'll just see so many different people out there looking on their phones, looking down on their phones, they're hunched, hunched over and they're looking like zombies. And, and it's just crazy because it seems like if you want to strike up a conversation with someone, you seem crazy. It seems like you're you're actually crazy if you're not looking down on your phone, and um, I find it interesting, Isaac, because both you and I seem to meet really well in the middle, right? Because we I noticed on your on your Instagram page. If anyone here, by the way, wants to check out Isaac, um, I think you, um, yeah. You, so your Instagram name is Imagine the Rapper. So I noticed on your Instagram page, Isaac, that you said that you're originally um, a country boy living in a big city. Um, so I, I grew up in the, in the country as well. So do you want to tell us a little bit, a little bit about that, about what it's been like for you to, to grow up in the country and what it's been like, you said you moved to Sydney with your mate, what has been, what's the, the culture shock been like for you? How have you managed to navigate your way through, through city life? Yeah, that, um, that's interesting, mate. Like I, it's honestly, it feels like two different worlds. Um, I definitely love, like, love the country, but like both sides have its um like positives and negatives i guess um so i grew up actually moving around a little like a little bit um as a kid um my parents when they were together they ran um pubs so we moved around a bit like from like ballina to inverell to parks um to dubbo and then my parents split up and i lived in mudgee for most of my schooling life and um then after that I, I moved to Wollongong I moved to Maitland I moved to Musselbrook which I lived in another pub in for a couple of years and then I moved to Hornsby or maybe last year I think it was and um definitely like I, I feel blessed that I've been able to experience different um places around New South Wales at least and um meet meet a like a, a good range of people and, and see people from all walks of life and it's definitely opened up my mind as to, to what's like what society is like and, and the different sects of people that you can get and and like working in hospitality as well in a country area you do often get um exposed to a little bit of um like it's almost like back in time a little bit with some people's opinions on 
um, yeah. social issues or, or like like racism, like casually there or mm. or like climate change, people's ideas on that from a mining community. Um, but in saying that, I've noticed as a whole, I feel like country people are quite more loving and, and open to, to strangers than, than city, city people are. Like when I first mm. moved here, I remember opening up doors for people in a shop and people would just look like, they'd look strange at you or they would just like look down and, and not acknowledge I you. One. And I, I'd like, I'd get quite angry and be like, yeah, no worries, mate. And like yell at them and just be I've done like the same. overly I've done positive. The same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've, I've actually experienced the same one. It almost feels like, you know, they've actually gone out of their way to insult you when you hold the door open for them. And like, but another one is one time when I was like, in the city, uh, it was in the burbs as well. It wasn't even in the city. This this guy, I was going out of a post office and, you know, most people, whether you like it or not, unless you're completely in your mind and completely out of it, most people have a general awareness of someone's behind you, you know, you know, and I was leaving the post office and he opened the door. I was literally right behind him and he just dropped it and, and let it like slam on my face. And for them, that's normal. You know what I mean? And I don't know what it is, whether it's a sense of just unawareness or, or entitlement, but you know, the, the most, the most interesting thing about Sydney, which I've found, and I, I only grew up, I grew up on a farm, um, in between Sydney and the central coast on a, on a, on a massive acreage as a kid. Um, and then I moved to, to the coast, um, for viewers who don't know, it's like a, a mountain town by the ocean, about an hour and a half out of Sydney. Um, and you'll be surprised how how um, how much of a different dynamic there is from from um, the Central Coast to, to Sydney. It's like you could be an hour and a half away, and there's a different culture, there's different people, there's different you know different mindsets and stuff like that. Um, obviously, we can never um, generalize everyone, but what I found about Sydney is that like at least growing up on the coast, there seems to be a unanimous level of just um, sort of like a quality, so to speak, like people would say, oh, you know, he went to this school or that school or whatever. But for the most part, you, you kind of, everyone lives just by the coast or by the beach, whatever. But in Sydney, um, especially going to university with so many different students around here, there seems to be such an emphasis of, oh, you're from this suburb, you're from this affluent suburb, you're from that one, you're from, you know, Western Sydney. And there's a big divide between Western Sydney people and people from Mossman and people from Eastern suburbs. And, you know, and, and it's almost like little microcosms within one big macrocosm and i find that people seem to like like basically subscribe to a mentality of of the suburb that they live in and and coming from the coast where you're just a coasty right like it's it's normal to walk into a petrol station the shops without shoes on you know bare feet because you just come out from the beach whatever whereas one time i was living in newtown and like you you know you get you get in trouble for that if you walk in somewhere without shoes and like it's it's just it's just a bit crazy that that people just like that that big city life just seems to get to people's heads you know what i mean and more so that even people take it a step further people look at each other whether you're like a liberal voter or a labor voter or greens and in the end of the day i think it's just important to break through a lot of that shit and just see people as they are in front of you you know what i mean and that's something which i think yeah there is a polarity between you know, country life and city life, like country life isn't perfect. There's, there's, there's problems, like you said, and city life, there's problems as well. But I suppose 
it's um it's just it's just a little bit hard to kind of um find your way through living in a big city when most people really care about their their values are so different from, from mine and and you know like people are obsessed with home ownership and money and housing and I don't really I'm not really fussed and all that to be honest like I do care about wanting to pursue a degree and and have like a, a career in in the in the industry that I'm working in but at the same at the same time it's just it's a little bit hard to 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 kind of make your way you know living in in the city but for the most part I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of like getting used to it now but um yeah is is there anything in particular that you found hard when you first moved here um I I've I could I could say I I at points I did feel quite isolated yet being surrounded by so many people um is being like the most populated place that I've ever lived at in my life mm. yet um I was going through depression and and like I'd I'd go out for a walk or I'd go to the city but I'd just feel singular and by myself when I'd be walking through crowds of people um which was quite bizarre um but in in saying that though um I've learned to cope with that and 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 work my my issues out now but yeah early on it was it was quite daunting to be away from everything that I knew and yeah, I, I guess it can be a bit overwhelming at times when everyone's just in a rat race and you feel like you're just like just standing in the middle of a big like stampede of like animals and you don't know where to go and you don't know how to get out. And it did help to um mm. to find little pockets to to go bushwalking or to to jump in in the music scene and 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 kind of express my feelings via those channels um which definitely definitely helped me cope with that stuff but yeah it i guess it was quite daunting at the start to um to just live in a, a, a different spot i mean living in hornsby at the moment it, it was nice to to at least have some foliage and, and trees around it's it's a good spot to be mm. at um if you're kind of transitioning from country life to to to, to city life but it would have been a bit more intense for me if there wasn't so many trees around because I do love nature. If I was to live in CBD, I think I probably would have went a lot more crazy than I did. But, um, <laughs> you know, we, we live and we learn, eh? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, thank you for sharing that with me, man. Like I, that's something which um, resonates with me so deeply because I need my trees. I need the green. And I feel like that's basically what's been keeping my head above water living in Sydney. Otherwise, I would have been gone by now. Um, and in fact, I just so happen to live on the, on the outskirts, on the fringe of Sydney by farmland. I live in a really nice suburb on, on an acreage, um, with a beautiful rainforest bush behind me. So I can just sit there and just meditate and just right by the trees and hear the bellbirds and, you know, we've got bush turkeys and lizards and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, one thing I remember, particularly when I was living on the, on the central coast is that even if there, there was like not much of a community around or if I was ever feeling lonely, I would just get lost in the mountains, man. Like I would just literally go hiking um, just for hours on end and just go find a mountain to sit by and just, just bathe in the sun and just feel one with nature. And I feel like you really, really underscored what it's like to, to really feel like you're living in a big city, man, because I've been in the same situation. I've felt really lonely as well and isolated. And there are times where I've felt the same thing. You're like, wow, I'm surrounded by people, but I'm feeling so lonely. Like what's going on here? And I feel like a lot of people do retain their their high school friends. And unless they go to university or end up falling into a job, they 
might have work colleagues that they're lucky enough to to befriend or they might just have their high school friends whatever but for the most part when you like we're both mid-20s and when when you get to this age i suppose if if you're breaking into something new it is hard to make friends and uh, you know i i've spoken to my brother about this my partner and even um you know his partner that they do say you know mid-20s to late 20s when you enter your 30s it's it's really hard to make friends and maybe for people who have kids um, they're, they're basically surrounded by people in social situations where they have a chance to meet people really easily. But I suppose if you're kind of going at it alone and if you don't have kids and if you're new to the city, it really is hard to, to make friends. And I suppose I'm always meeting new people and so many interesting people as well. And what I find most baffling is that I, I'm always like, uh, like offering to um to do really exciting things with people like i go i go camping quite often i we go hiking um i'm always doing adventurous things and i and i meet people who are really outgoing and and around my age and the thing is you might offer them to come out sometimes or go to a, an event and the thing is you might never hear back from them because people the thing is if you if you look isaac at like a let's just say it's like a pyramid like a, a hierarchy and at the bottom you've got like the the necessities you need to do you need, need to have fulfilled so you need food you need shelter, you need to have enough money to pay rent, then go up a level. And then up a level is like, right, I've had that, my baseline necessities filled. Now I need um, to work towards a degree or I need to do my artistic pursuits. And then on top of that, you're like, all right, I need a girlfriend now or I need a, you know, need a partner. And then on top of that, you, you want to fulfill your, your spirituality. And then on top of that, like friendship seems to be like on the on the on the top of the pyramid for a lot of people. Like they, they need to fulfill all their baseline needs first. And um, yeah, but, but the thing is, I feel like because we're juggling so much in life and there's so much that we have to basically take on, I think a lot of people, especially in our generation, like kind of like because of social media, they're like, oh, well, I can like his picture or, or I can add him on Facebook and that's sweet. He's my friend then. But that's not really how it works anymore. Like in order to have friendships, you need to pick up the phone and fucking call people and say, hey, what's ha- what's been happening? Or you know, you need to be part of communities where you're actually held accountable, where if like, basically what I mean by held accountable is that you show up and you, you keep being seen and you keep actually, you, you keep yourself present so that you're surrounded by people all the time. Um, and, you know, there's, there's, there's positive sides to that and downsides. Like there are times where I haven't posted on Breaking Barriers for three weeks because I'm, I'm under no obligation to, to, to keep, keep showing up as much as possible because, you know, um, we all need to look after our, our self-care and mental health. And there is times where it's okay to step back and be like, hey, I need, I need a break. I don't want to be, I don't want to be part of this right now. I need to look after my mental health, which is really important. I think we do need to step back quite a bit. Yeah. But at the same time, I think it's, um, it's so important to basically um, show up, be seen, be heard, be part of a community and put yourself out there as much as possible. Don't give a fuck about social media, but just really show up in person i feel you on that like being alone in the city like when you move here i i literally my advice to anybody who feels like that whether they're in a new place or not is to find an outlet like me for music could be rugby could be fucking knitting could be whatever whatever you want <laughs> mate but uh, like find uh, a a place where like-minded people like yourself are going to interact so I personally, for me, I, I would just rock up to random gigs 
don't know the artist or maybe I've seen the artist online. I've seen their picture or they like my post. And I was like, holy shit, this dude doesn't know me. I'm going to go up and shake his hand. Or like I've been to plenty of shows where I, I like had met someone or seen them before and they didn't even know my name. And I just walked up to them with a beer and said, hey, man, like, how are you? And I, I'd opened a lot of doors for myself with that, like through friendship and through like career opportunities as well. But um, friendship more importantly. And yeah, I, I definitely think um, finding an outlet where you can, like a means to find other people like yourself um, or on a similar path, like can definitely help um, you get away from that. And I, I do understand what you were saying as well about like drifting away from high school friendships sometimes when you're around our age can be quite daunting because there's like the whole mentality that you've learned throughout going to school is like, this is the click. This is how everything's going to be. This is all my best mates that are going to be like there through totally. thick and thin for the rest of my life. And sometimes those, those relationships and friendships that you held so dearly maybe aren't um, maybe isn't going both ways or maybe everyone sometimes I guess would need a would need a break from shit like that and and maybe sometimes people don't value um what you have as much as you do um and I think friendship is kind of like a garden I guess like if you rock up every day and water all the plants and give them sunlight give them good fertilizer then the friendships are just going to keep growing and growing and growing but if you just neglect that and just like fuck off for a year and come back everything's going to be dead that like unless you got some cactus mates or something that are chilling there that just kind of like <laughs> held on for dear life but I like then again you can always just plant more and i guess with social media a lot of people are um like can can make new ones or, or i don't know i don't know if that's right but um yeah i definitely think it's important to to yeah to to kind of water and 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 cherish what you've got and yeah, and just keep expanding that garden, I guess. Absolutely. That's so important, just fronting up, showing up no matter what. And you know what? I feel like on top of that as well, um, like I'm quite an outgoing and confident person in general, and I feel like I really thrive in community. I, I really thrive when I'm given the opportunity to meet people and do things and, and work towards goals. Um, however, if I go through periods of my life where – I'm feeling really disconnected. I'm not reaching out as much. I'm not seeing family as much because I live on my own. I've got like a partner and family and like communities around. But there are times where I might have gone through life like feeling a little bit disconnected or maybe I might be, you know, going through a little bit of trauma or whatever. But basically, I feel like um, if you if you put people outside of their environment and that's to say if like if – if you put me outside of my social situation or take me away from communities and away from people, like let's just say you've got a nice fertilized garden and you know, I'm growing a beautiful garden. And if you basically step outside of that garden, you're in a desert. You're you, there's, there's nothing around you. If you, if you don't tend to it, if you don't water it. And I think that actually creates a, a high level of social anxiety. So, so here I am using myself as a case example that I am confident. I am outgoing. You know, I run this podcast. I, I have this great Breaking Barriers community. I've got good friends around and a partner and all that sort of stuff. But however, if I don't front up, if I don't show up, if I don't hold myself accountable, if I don't connect with people, then that basically leaves me to 
to go inside my mind and, and, and basically overthink and that overthinking can create social anxiety. So whereas I'm not, I'm not usually um, insecure or anything like that, but if, I, if I'm very disconnected or if I'm not with people, then that leads me to being anxious and, and socially anxious and makes me feel, I don't know, sometimes a little bit awkward or whatever. And, and I'm not alone with this. I, I've, I've actually been on the vulnerability um, project with um, a good mate of mine, Mikey from the UK, and he's mentioned the same thing as well. He did a really good podcast with Owen from Man Cove where he was saying that, you know, I'm a very, talking about what it's like to be a, a deep thinker, right? And, and deep thinking is great. You're a critical thinker. You, you go really deep and you go within. And I think self-awareness is so important because you, you, you raise your consciousness and, and, and look at all the different parameters of your, of your mind, your unconscious mind, like really know your psyche. But if you, if you know it too well and you sit with it so much, then it's, you're just basically shining the light in, on, in and of itself. And that, that can just create negative self-talk. It can create anxiety. And basically the only way to overcome that, in my opinion, my perspective is to just fucking do shit, you know? Like I reckon since the lockdown, I feel like the lockdown's taught me so many lessons because um, I, I, I ended up just stepping out of my own way, right, right? Like there were times where I might have the day off work and at the moment my life's been pretty chilled because I'm part-time uni and I only work one or two days a week. So I have lots of free time, but I found that in the past I would wake up and I would have a really big coffee, get the mind, like really get the brain, like really pumped up and, and I'll just sit there and I wouldn't know what to do and I wouldn't have a plan. And I'll just basically just get anxious and get worried and get upset. And just because I didn't have any plans, I didn't do anything. And then since then I've created a really good routine where every single morning, no matter what, I do my yoga routine. I go for a walk every single day. I, I'm always looking at, um, to connect with, with family, friends, my partner, and, and do as much as possible. And the more you do, the more it just keeps you on purpose and on point. And that's the thing. I think people really, um, people really crave purpose as well. Like people need purpose like for thousands of years we've had purpose in 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 many many different forms and and i think that i see someone like you Isaac, and you're you're a man of purpose you're, you're doing um you're doing imagine the rapping you're, you're coming here on the podcast and and same with me when when you wanted to reach out and said you wanted to come on break space i thought fuck yes that's amazing because it gives me purpose it means that i've got a mate that i can work towards something with it gives me something to do it keeps me on purpose and that is something which which I hold dear to me because it's it's so important for for my life. Um, and did you find that since you started Imagine the Rapper that it gave you that sense of purpose that you were looking for at all? Yes, yes, one hundred percent, mate, one hundred percent. I think um I think without having um that that mountain in front of me, that like almost unattainable goal of of making this my like my life's meaning um keeps me driven um definitely i th- i think at at certain points it's actually saved my life um wow it's it, yeah it's it's definitely something that keeps you going it's it's like that the old like donkey with the carrot like as long as as that carrot's hanging out there it's just going to keep on going kind of thing so it's definitely good yeah. to kind of have something um like a vision or yeah, a goal to to have your eyes set on to make sure that you don't kind of just get stuck up in all the all the shit that's around you. You got to keep on walking through, kind of thing. Um, so yeah, I definitely think that that's an important 
thing that anybody should look to implementing into their life if they're feeling like a, a little bit slowed down or you know weighed down by everything that's happening and uh, i definitely think that um these this covid 19 lockdown times and and everything else that's come with it um has been a bit of a blessing in disguise um it's given us the the opportunity to kind of look within ourselves and and um spend more time alone than some people might have me before i was a bit of a loner beforehand but it it kind of gave it it intensified that to a to a certain degree and it definitely um kind of made me think about what i'm what i'm doing with my life what i'm putting into my body what i should be doing um where i used to be where i'd want to be um whether it be with mental health whether it be financially whether it be um physically whether it be with relationships and pursuing a partner um definitely i think a lot of a lot of people have had the chance to kind of like you know what like hold up the brakes a little bit let's check what's happening in our lives and and um they kind of found ways to 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 change things up and 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 kind of yeah gave us a chance to breathe for a second which was good so i'm i'm taking covid as a win yeah, I, th- I think it's important to have that positive outlook on it because it's easy to get caught up in the, <laughs> oh, shit, oh, what's on Netflix again? I'm not going to leave my bed today. Yeah, um, yeah, I-, I think it's a blessing in disguise. Absolutely, my friend. That's 100%. I completely agree. And the thing is, I think COVID has given people a chance, like you said, to stop and to think and also to feel to feel like what what's been like working for me in life what's what's not been serving me you know like because there's people have so much time to actually sit down and relax and you know like we were talking about bushwalking before I go out bushwalking like almost every single day and during the lockdown I saw so many people that you would never see out in the bush and they're they're finally out there going for a walk and loving life and being part of the trees and like you know feeling feeling the nature and really seeing what it's like to stop and relax. And I feel like that's what people need. We're, we're in a society where um, society just wants you to buy more shit, you know, be a consumer. And if you watch the social dilemma, then social media just wants you to be a little puppet so you can be like, you know, um, the advertisers can make more money. And, you know, like the thing is we need, we need agency. Like we need, we need to practice our, our um, desires and free will and, and do more shit. And the thing is, like, um, you know, more so on purpose, um, we, we need purpose because, like, having a purpose means that we have something to live for, you know. Um, I, I remember reading uh, Mark Manson's, I think it was The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Actually, I think it was his second book, Everything is Fucked. And he said that, like, one time, one time his, his, his grandpa died and he didn't even know his grandpa really well, never called him, never really even bothered to even say hello. And then when his grandpa died, all of a sudden he went through this really um, high level of existentialism and started feeling uncertain about himself. And even though he didn't really know his grandpa or even care about him really, he, he felt like his life had purpose because he wanted to make his grandpa proud, right? And that's the thing. Like life can have a purpose. Like lo- the thing is life is meaningless until you give it purpose, and and that's so I think that's just so massive, right? Like a lot of people um go through trauma and if you don't if it depends on how you basically label that trauma. It's how you um decipher and decide how you're gonna use that 
are you going to use it as a way to break you or are you going to use it as a way to move forward? Because I've experienced a shit ton of trauma in my life and I could have been taking the, the path of victimhood and sat there and cried, poor little me. Like, sure, things come up. Like, I can't stop things coming up. That, that happens, right? And I'm constantly uh, and actively pursuing like um, therapy and healing and I do lots of meditation to overcome that. But at the same time, I've given myself purpose thanks to it. Um, I've started breaking barriers. I'm doing this podcast. I want to write a book. I'm, I'm doing so much. And I feel like that's what, that's what people need. Like you need to phrase, phrase your circumstances and use it in a way which helps you to grow and helps you to heal. Because like I said, um, there's, there's, there's no purpose until you give it purpose. And if you look at, you know, the, the animal kingdom, like a lot of, like a bee, a bees, their purpose is to get honey and, and to make it and pollinize flowers and make honey and ants. Their purpose is to build a hive. Like, you know, everyone needs purpose and humans need, we, we, we need these things to, to move forward, right? And, and it's funny because lately my purpose has been, um, I've got all these followers on Breaking Barriers, but my purpose has recently been to like allow them to stop and actually realize, is social media fucking me up? Because that's the thing. Um, basically, no one else wants to tell their followers, get off social media besides for me. I'm the only one that I see you doing it at the moment because obviously people, I don't make any money off, off breaking barriers. It's something I just do for fun. And I've just been just, I know personally with myself how much it's been affecting me. I feel like I've been using, um, I've had this incessant social media use where I just basically just fiddle my fingers and just, just look at social media. Like I'm waiting for this one big thing to happen. And if you look later on tonight, I'm going to do a post about that, about how it feels like this perpetual feeling of waiting for something big to happen because life can be, there's a void. Everyone has a void in life. There's a, it's like the, someone's, we're wanting to fill that gap. We can't handle boredom. We can't sit with ourselves a lot. And lately what I've been doing to kind of counteract, I've been trying to raise, raise my consciousness and basically scrap all that shit and find a way to actually supplement if you want to like any addiction because on this on the social dilemma they talked um about how social media is no different from a drug it's no different from cocaine it's no different from anything else it's it's actually designed through algorithms to give you dopamine hits um and they yeah. they've designed it to make you more addicted and more plugged into the system and i've noticed that like fuck it's been fucking me up um so what i've been doing um, for many different reasons, I've been learning, um, I've been learning another language. I've been learning French every single day. I've been learning one hour. Um, I've got lots of French friends and I'm part of a, also a French community as well. And, um, I found what a great way to give me more purpose to do something. I've actually been learning French and, um, I've just signed up to, uh, six months of Duolingo and Duolingo is a really good app if anyone wants to learn another language because it's really set out really well and they make it fun and they give you dopamine rewards as well for, for the for the right reason like ding you did it right ding and it's <laughs> it's like the pokies you know what I mean yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and the funny thing is sometimes <laughs> when I sign into <laughs> when I sign into Duolingo um, I notice that they have a little they have a little sentence underneath and it says um, fifteen minutes a day can teach you another language imagine what fifteen minutes of social media can do for you. And I was like, imagine what social media can do to you. And I was like, whoa, shit, that, that makes you think. Thank you. Yeah, kudos, Duolingo, kudos. Like you guys have done, done really well with that one. And I think that that's, that's, that's so true. It's like, how are you going to use your time? Like, you know, we're always waiting for one big fucking thing to happen. And if you're like, I saw this thing the other day 
um, a quote about a guy that said, there's probably some dude out there right now, phoneless, underneath a waterfall, not knowing how he's just about to die and how fucked up the world is, you know what I mean? Like, basically the media, you know, um, always sensationalize how fucked up the world is, how everything's going to yeah. blow up tomorrow. And there, there is problems, but like, you know, we live in a massive, massive world. And for, for thousands of years, your village only knew the shit that was going on in your village, right? So like, let's just say like um, medieval Europe or even modern day, like, you know, Asia without phones or whatever. Basically, people only know the gossip and shit that's going on in the little in the confined space of their village. You only know that someone down the street from you stole your goat. And you only know if your sister-in-law like um slept with someone else and like you know blasphemy or whatever you and there's someone curse of the church like these are the things the, the small little things that happen within your village you can handle you can handle having relationships with like 50 people in your village but the brain isn't designed to to handle thousands and thousands of people and thousands of news around the world so we're inundated and we're succumbed with this crazy ass fucking society blasting us with information blasting us with shit he did this he did this the royal family did this they're all pedophiles they're doing all this crazy shit and it's it's overwhelming man it's overwhelming it can get to you and that's why i find that it's just so important to just sit back find your purpose and fuck maybe don't spend 20 minutes on social media try and learn a new language in the time that you sit there looking at people you probably don't even care about you could be learning a new language you know you could be writing a rap song like you um yeah and and have you have you noticed that writing rapping has given you a chance to unplug from the system so to speak i mean it definitely helps me um i, I think to touch on that the, the the village mentality that you were talking about yeah. um like ignorance is bliss like i, I don't think we're mm. yeah as you said but i don't think we're designed to to have all this irrelevant information just jammed down our throats um but yeah, I, I definitely, I definitely think music has helped me um, unplug. Sometimes yes, sometimes no. I feel like I'm always looking for like the next song from an artist that's influencing me, um, or like I'm going through beats on YouTube. So it's like I'm still using like I'm still using a computer. I feel like social media isn't the only thing. Just down to like video games and fucking Netflix and <laughs> YouTube stories about the new playstation 5 or, or whatever the case may be like it's, it's it's way bigger than social media just technology in general i think it's good to just turn it off like i even write my my notes for my songs like my raps and stuff and whatever on the notes on my phone so it's like it's like a an extra limb of my body and it's sometimes hard to let go <laughs> but um lately like i've i've been trying to i'll go for a run and against my human nature, I won't play music. I will leave my phone at home and I'll run through the bush for like an hour. So then it's just like, it's not there. It's not next to me. If I want to pick it up and, oh, there's a cool fucking animal doing something weird. <laughs> go viral or like whatever. I can just kind of like cherish the moment and not, mm. not be checking what the time is because who gives a fuck? Like, it doesn't matter like <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. It's definitely it's important to to fucking let go and it's it's hard as you were saying as like um like children and stuff growing up with this nowadays i think it's so crazy like what 
what their perception of life is compared to ours is just so wild. And, um, yeah, the, the, the little things that you'd, um, you'd take for granted as a kid, like playing with toys and stuff. I don't, do kids play with normal toys as much as they do now because there's iPads and stuff like what, what's that doing to the brain? Like, it's just, yeah, I think the impacts of the, these mm. kind of things are going to show up um, over time, but it's definitely weird. I'm not like an old head. I'm all for embracing new things and progression, but mm. it's it's good to like question like, is is this the right way or is this like, should this be tweaked a little bit? I don't know, but that's a whole nother mm. kettle of fish, but yeah. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? I remember when I was a kid, we grew up underneath the mountain and basically um we had that it wasn't necessarily like small village vibes per se but it was definitely like regional like suburban rural suburban sort of stuff and we lived in um three cul-de-sacs by the bush underneath the mountain and we would all play cricket using bins as like the stump and you know using sticks as like buddy you know and we'll play street cricket and we would like get on our bikes and ride up the mountain we'll play hide and go seek in the mountain which was like 50 kilometer radius or whatever and just get lost for hours and you know we'll go explore caves and go to beach and swim in water holes and and we just had the most euphoric childhood growing up where we did and i drive around and you do see it if you're lucky here and there but you don't really see it that much these days um especially in sydney or even when i do go back to visit the coast i don't see it that much and you know one thing i've learned through my travels in India is, is it the fact that you, you go up there and you see so many kids come up to you like, and, and there's, there's a real rawness to them because they're, they're really, they're, they, they're just curious kids and they're so, they have such a, a heartwarming smile and they want to learn from you. They want to, they, you know, they might be interested because they're seeing like a, a white person they've never seen before or, you know, yeah. like it's, but they're, they're, they're so curious and there's a real rawness to them. And like, if you're in a village, they come up and, and just talk to you. And, and when you think about it, kids here, obviously for good reason, they're, they're very, um, stay to themselves and the kid and their, and their parents' house and they're, you know, like in institutions, like, you know, primary school and, and whatever, like you, you don't really see a group of kids coming up to you on the street is what I'm trying to say. Um, but it's just that, that rawness. That, that we don't have and, that, and the kids over there will actually connect with each other without looking at phones they don't have enough money for phones or in slums um and i find that like yeah it will be interesting to see where we're going because we we have absolutely evolved for the reason for connections and um read the domesticated brain bruce hood it's it's incredible he talks about so much about uh the, the human brain and how it's basically evolved just for 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 connections and you don't need it to be a scientist to know that we've evolved to have a brain for connections we're social beings we um we we owe our livelihood to the the social um thanks to our social nature and you know we even have things called uh mirror neurons so um when someone's really feeling upset have you noticed that like a lot of people might say oh you know you pick up on the vibes of that person or you know there's the the sparks are flying or the energy was that was a bad vibe or whatever there's a scientific rationale behind that. It's mirror neurons. So when you're looking at somebody, your brain, the the neurological chemistry that's going in your brain will actually start to synchronize with that person because we're so empathetic. You know, like a lot of people might feel like, wow, there's a discreet, inconspicuous energy that, which pervades both of us. Like, yeah, you could think that, but there's a reason for that. It's because you're you're both synchronizing your, your brain um, patterns 
um, because we're, we're so highly evolved to be in tune with one another. Um, and that's what it is. We, we really need to have that face-to-face contact and be there with each other. And yeah, like I feel like these days it's been a rebel actually, you know, trying to go against the system and go against the flow. It really is being a rebel. Like you deciding, Isaac, to put your phone down and go for, go for a walk and a hike and actually be present in the moment is being rebellious because no one does it. I go for hikes every single day, but I bring my phone with me all the time because I love to take pictures or whatever. But that's so funny that you can, um, yeah, that you, you've decided to go against the flow. And it's ironic. It's almost an oxymoron going against the flow by putting your phone, going, in, going against the flow of nature by, by putting your phone and leaving it at home. That's, that's an oxymoron because you're actually going with the flow of nature and, and life. That's actually being in harmony with nature and your body. And um, yeah, it's, it's a really beautiful thing to go back and connect with your roots and, and just be like, yeah, hey, this, you know, you know, one thing I've realized that social media um, and phones, it's not actually a bad thing. Phones and technology aren't bad things per se. It's just a tool. It depends on how you use it. You want to use it to create rhymes and rap and make like good lyrics and be inspired, um, learn a new language. Fuck yeah, that's awesome. But if you're looking at it and if you're using it to compare yourself with other people and be like, oh, I wonder what he's doing. I'm going to check my ex-girlfriend. What's she up to now? You know, all that sort of shit. Then then that's just going to, that's going to like perpetuate anxiety, social anxiety, all this sort of crap. So yeah, it's it's just like AI. Everyone's so scared of AI. It's, well, AI isn't bad. It's to, it depends on how you use AI. And right now, yeah, AI has been used in a really bad way because AI is, yeah, AI is actually using, um, advertising companies to manipulate us you find you'll find this out through the the social dilemma check it out if anyone hasn't checked it out um but yeah it's how we use it and how we define it which really um makes yeah makes makes its way so so isaac i'm just wondering um where would you like to see yourself in the, in the next few years with with imagine the rapper do you have any sort of goals for the future i definitely do i think um go like numero uno i think um i i just want to make it my my bread and butter i want to be able to do that full time i want to make music full time write for other artists um learn production possibly um i'm pretty terrible with computers as we just learned um (laughs) yeah learn production or even just elements i'd like to learn another instrument um i used to play the drums a little bit but i've i've let that go so i'm maybe trying to i maybe want to pick that up again i'll see how i go um but yeah i'd like to i'd like to tour once shows are back and running again i'd like to play at a festival um i'd like to play or collaborate with some of the artists that i've I've listened to growing up um that's definitely a big goal i have a lot of lot of different goals but um yeah, I, I think um, I'm not sure where I'll be, whether I'll be in Australia or another country. Um, who knows? I, I'm not setting anything in stone, but I definitely the the most important one is is making a career off music and just being able to live every day in heaven it, in, in my dream world that I've kind of concocted up. I think um, I think that would be amazing. And, and not to, I don't have to live like a, a super lavish life, just enough to keep the lights on and, and keep food in the fridge and maybe like help out my family here and there. I think, um, I think I'd be happy with that. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely, 
definitely can't wait for the future, <laughs> but it's something you can't rush. Yeah, that's so true. And I love how you mentioned uh, this is your dream world because I suppose we're all creating our own dreams and we all have this creative power where we can, you know, just really create the life that we want to live. And uh, so if there were to be one big take-home lesson that you've learned through your experiences um, writing music and being a rapper, um, in the context of just creating art, there's one important lesson that you would like to, to tell our followers or tell our listeners. What, what's one big thing you've learned that you can offer advice to people who, who might want to be learning a new instrument, wanting to learn a new skill? What, what's something you can offer them? That's a really good question, dude. I would have to say, <laughs> oh, it sounds super corny, but I'd, I'd have to say being true to yourself and, and not, um, not trying to, to follow what everyone else is doing at the moment. Um, but at the same time, being at, uh, able to take what you like from other influences, whatever the, whether it's visually, musically, whatever, um, to, to build up your own art form and just embrace who you are and, and what you want to do. And regardless of what everybody else thinks, it's so easy to get caught up in, this is what's getting put on the playlist right now. I need to make chill music or this is what is selling. I need to be controversial and I need to do bit like go beef with someone or make some stupid viral content of me fucking taking drugs every like every couple of days and, and post it up on my thing. Yeah, like run with your own moral compass. It doesn't matter if you want to do that. Yeah, sure. Go for it. I don't have any problem with that, but just as long as you're not just doing it for the sake of doing it, that's, that's what I would have to say. Just embrace who you are. Me personally, I'm a pretty weird eccentric dude who has a lot of different interests, whether it be video games, basketball, nature, partying um but also caring as we as we both work as dsps um for mm. those guys who don't know what dsps is it's a, a disability support worker um yeah just embracing who you are and 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 not living a lie because i think a lot of artists get caught up on what everybody else is doing and end up even and if they do build a buzz then they have to put a mask on every day and i think it, it it wears at your soul if you have to try to put that mask on and, and to pretend to be somebody else like it could be very taxing if if that's that's your job and that's the future that you've created so yeah be you mm. be comfortable in your shoes beautiful i love it man that's so true and you know it ta it does take a lot of energy upholding this ego this mask that we create for ourselves um, it's, it takes a lot of mental strain and effort and to really kind of let that go and just, just be who you are is, is something which is so liberating. It's liberating, you know, just who gives a fuck, do what makes you happy, do what makes you feel free, be raw, um, pursue your dreams, you know, like that's it. Life's too short to just to be sitting there trying to be somebody you're not. So I really take my hat off to you for, for, for offering this advice, especially, to a lot of people who might want to hear this right now, because, you know, um, especially with social media, they're forced to make a new mask. They have social masks. They have like these filters and shit, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. So 
is um, can you plug in your, your details of where people can find you? Where, where can we find Imagine the Rapper if we, if we want to listen Alrighty. to your stuff? So you can find me on any platform, any streaming service, Imagine the Rapper, no spaces. You can find me on Instagram, Spotify, Facebook, YouTube, um, SoundCloud, whatever you use, I'm on it. App- Apple Music, iTunes, Deezer, Tidal, Amazon, Google Play, whatever you use. <laughs> but Spotify is my okay. biggest platform, so check me out on there, dudes. <laughs> All right, sounds awesome. Imagine the rapper. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show, Isaac, and, and sharing your ethos with the world. It's been so great having you, and I'm, I'm so glad that you came on today. No worries. Thank you, man. I really appreciate it. And I'm keen to do more of these if you're down. That was a really cool chat. Yeah, absolutely. Sounds good, man. All right, we'll take care and we'll see you next time. No doubt. Peace out. Much love.